Hello, welcome to Let's Get Woo Woo Podcast, where we talk about all things life, mystical, real, and everything in between. What does that mean? <laughs> I have no idea. Let's just, <laughs> let's just get started with our conversations. Also, if anything from this show resonates with you, please consider just gifting me the act of kindness of sharing this on your socials to help spread the community and the conversation wherever it wants to go. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. Let's get woo-woo. Hi guys. Welcome to Let's Get Woo-woo podcast. Um, so something that I just want to like dig up and just I don't know like contemplate like how this theme has affected and built a lot of the narratives that I have functioned with since I was who knows a little girl um and that concept is self-abandonment like in what ways have I abandoned myself and part of the reason why this sparks my curiosity more today than before is because I'm working with just trying to build more self-trust to heal that wound of my own self-abandonment. And I mean, self-abandonment for me has looked like just completely throwing my self-worth, my value into the trash can for the convenience, the, the pleasure, the happiness, of a a previous partner and like when I look back at how like just how completely how all-encompassing how just utterly I discarded myself my own desires my own happiness, my own health, my own survival for this other person or for my longing of the idea of wanting to be with this other person, um, it still brings a lot of emotion up and um, it doesn't make me sick to my stomach, but it, it just it's very sad. I think I still have a lot of grieving to process around the fact that I so easily and so profoundly abandoned myself in every aspect of my being um, to try to reconcile and keep a relationship with somebody who did not want to be with me. Um, And so now as I identify that, um, as I'm way past that relationship, I look back at it and the biggest lesson 
treasure really that I gather from those experiences okay I did betray myself utterly and completely and one you know why like why did I just discard all of me in order to try to keep this keep this person keep this idea of what I thought I wanted to try to not be divorced to try to hold on to a marriage um like why why was it so easy for me to just like so willingly and so freely to just be like well fuck me like I'll just do whatever it takes and doesn't matter the cost to my health my myself my everything my worth my mental health like all of it and um so that's one like the question of why like why would I even respond in that way of abandoning and betraying myself and two is like just the experiential lesson of okay that's what it was like to abandon myself in that scenario um because this has been a, a lifelong habit for various reasons. Um, some of them I'm aware of, some of them I'm still deconstructing. But, um, you know, this shows up in different ways in all areas of my life. And it's like, I'm finding, I'm beginning to discover that the self-abandonment um, ranges from subtle, like, um, you know, one thing I found in motherhood is like, and just the, the way that I go about being with like, quote unquote, productivity is like, I'm like, go, 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 go mode. And there's always something to do, uh, especially in the house. Um, like one just small example is like, I will have to go pee and I will just hold it and just keep pushing through the tasks, the never ending list of tasks, especially when I initially became a mother. Like I remember just finding it so hard to find myself 60 seconds to run to the bathroom, take care of my biological needs and come back and, you know, start again. And like, so now, like when I find myself, obviously, my body's like saying, Hey, I need this. I like stop what I'm doing and I listen and I honor my body and my body's needs and go do the thing that I need. And sometimes that looks like going to the bathroom and locking the door behind me so I don't get followed in there. So I can have 60 seconds to myself. I remember to do that about 20% of the time. Um, or sometimes it looks like locking myself in my little yoga space and telling my kids, like, I got to go meditate. I'm going to go do yoga. Please don't knock on the door at all. Um, I'll be out when I'm done. You know. And sometimes it looks like making sure I'm hydrating or asking for a night off 
or getting a babysitter or, you know, recording a podcast where I hold space for myself to listen, to process, to vocalize, to contemplate, to like, just think about shit (laughs) that I, that normally swims around in my head, but in a very like unformatted, like usually unhelpful way. Um, But this way of processing for me is really helpful to really, it's not always like a cohesive thought when it comes out, but for me, it helps me to like understand and process in real time, um, which I'm working on. So I've been working on, what would we call that? Like if it's, what's the opposite of self-abandonment? Because I just, I like to turn just negative terms into a positive thing because I want to focus on the thing that I want and not the thing that I don't want. So I I have obviously don't want self-abandonment. So it's like self-trust, honoring my needs, listening to myself. Like what would I want to call this? Self-love really is what it is and I would even argue juxtaposed to that that at least in my experience the betrayal and self-abandonment that I engaged in was just by virtue like an extension of deep deep self-loathing Um, And so I guess that that answers, you know, the the root question of why. And, um, you know, that's something that I didn't even realize I struggled with until it was probably, I think it was 2014. And I watched a documentary called Hungry for Change, which was um, a group of people talking about their um, decision to change their eating habits uh, for their own health. And there was this one guy on there, I'll never forget, that he was just talking about how, like, his, I don't know if it was, like, addiction to food or what, but his choices stemmed from just a really profound sense of self-loathing. And I was like, at the same time, I was, I was like, what is that? I was like, holy shit, that's what I experience and feel for myself. And that's the answer to like why I don't allow myself to feel worthy, why I don't value myself as worthy to fill in the blank. Um, a lot of that stems from just a lack of self-forgiveness for just shit that I've done in the past or that I've identified with, you know, that have been kind of stapled to my identity 
as a result. And um, that's something that I'm journaling about, that I'm actively just processing and working through. Um, but yeah, if I had to, you know, just simplify it down to the, the simplest terms, um, it would be the reason why I practice betrayal and self-abandonment and have so in the past is because of a deep sense of unworthiness and that deep sense of unworthiness stems from a deeper sense of self-loathing um, because of a lack of self-forgiveness and so working backwards in the positive sense um, self-forgiveness would work wonders for me to allow me to love myself deeply honestly and profoundly which would i believe automatically fix um the underlying issue um you know some habits may need to have practice to catch up with it but just that innate just embodiment and knowing of i fucking love myself and i deserve Everything that I want, I deserve. Anything that I could imagine that is wonderful, I deserve and I receive. Like I allow myself to receive these things because I deserve them and I love myself and they're good for me. And I'm not doing these things to abandon myself, whether it's in the area of health or mental well being or emotions or. XYZ. Um, yeah. Usually, my, my thought process, at least, in a lot of my life's agony has been around the topic the area of food like just obsessing over whether it's like deprivation or our behavior control or shame or self-loathing because of the decisions i made because of what have i done my body looks xyz or like a false sense of pride that like oh look i look great like i've I've been doing XYZ and my body looks great. And so, you know, according to ideas that were implanted into my head and experience since a very young age, um, a thin body and beauty equals value. And so I'm more valuable. I'm more worthy. Poof. And, um, I've really, really been working to undo that lie, that bullshit, the false premise of if I am thin and beautiful, then I deserve dot, 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 anything. If I am thin and beautiful, then I deserve love. If I am thin and beautiful, 
then I deserve uh, a man who's good to me. If I am thin and beautiful, then I deserve health and vitality and great energy and great sex and great clothing and style and great money and a job and a career and a great car and a great house and a great family life and joy and abundance and freedom. And what I'm in the process of doing right now is restating all of these things that I deserve without the any, without the if attached or like prefacing it. Um, so for example, I deserve love. I deserve a man who is kind to me. If, in fact, I want to be partnered at any given moment. I deserve joy. I deserve beautiful clothing and style. I deserve a great car and a great house and a great family and joy and abundance. And I deserve health and vitality and great energy and great teeth and... <laughs> I deserve great pay and great money and a great job and to pursue my dreams like right now, right now, period. And regardless of if I'm in the best shape of my life, if I'm in the just right smack in the middle, not great, not, not great. Or if I'm in the most unhealthy state, um, you know, just most overweight, like flabby state, I fucking deserve everything that my heart desires that is good for me. Period. I deserve it. And to me, that is the... cure to self-abandonment, which for me stems from a sense of unworthiness and self-loathing. Um, and it's like, I don't know, the question I've been contemplating and slightly wrestling with is, how have I abandoned myself, you know? And to answer that, we would need a really, really long episode. Um, maybe, maybe, I'm thinking in this real time, maybe it would be better for me to answer the question, how have I not abandoned myself? How have I honored myself? How have I seen myself as whole and worthy and deserving? And how can I perpetuate and expand on that, like that experience, that practice, that actual self-love. And just think in real time here, how have I honored myself? Well, for one, um, and I think I did this like two years ago, I, so I did a 100-day juice feast detox. Um, 
And I knew because science that I would lose a shit ton of weight when I did that. Um, But it was also really important to me to love my body as it was before I lost the weight. This was post giving birth through my three children to my three children. And I just had such a deep reverence for and just felt so much like my body just deserved so much honor and care and love for what it had gifted me, you know? And, um, and I, I, I felt comfortable in my skin. I feel comfortable in my skin. Like that was something that I, like there was a breakthrough somewhere in there, somewhere after birthing babies and, and gaining weight. And I was I like, I inherited like the, the fuck it gene of like giving a fuck of what anybody thought about my body, including, you know, my husband at the time and, um, my own eyes of like what I had been conditioned to believe about thinness and beauty and value. And it was just like a, a, there was a big energy of rebellion in me of like, fuck that. Fuck you. If you believe that for me about me, um, anything, whether it was my parents, my partner, myself, uh, social media, friends, not friends, like family, um, it didn't matter. Like what, whoever was perpetuating shame, the idea, the energy of shame over me or, or themselves or just into the universe to try to control or change a body to be smaller or fitter in order that it would have more value or worth or that life would have more value or worth after the body attached to it was smaller or fitter. Um, I just grew such a distaste and just, uh, oh my God, I can't believe I ever subscribed to this notion that you know value was intrinsically attached to thinness and beauty. Um, and anything regarding that concept is bullshit and I actively, actively stand against it. Um, so I, part of my, like, this was a really public process that I did with that hundred day juice feast. I posted pictures of me in my sports bra and uh, like just with my belly and my scars and everything, like showing and I posted a video I forget about this sometimes I wanted to do it naked because I was just like fuck it fuck you if you don't think this is beautiful because it is um but I didn't I had a bra and underwear on and it was like a 20 minute I put it on YouTube and I think on Instagram of me just talking about like my body the insecurities that used to exist and how just proud I was of myself and my body and how I was doing this juice feast because it was the greatest health thing that I knew that existed and how I deserved that thing and I knew it would be a lot of sacrifice both in terms of time and commitment and 
energy and and making the juices and finances to like get the stuff and um like it was just a lot to go through that process but i was i was worth it like my health and me and the health of my body i was worth it um and i did it and i lost like 50 pounds i think i never ended up weighing myself because it i didn't want it to be about the weight um and it was so important to me that i was like enjoying the process like i did daily check-ins which are all on video on that ig page and um like i had five questions that i would ask myself every day it was like a scale of one to ten like how much am i enjoying this process like how excited am i about this process that i'm doing and and every day i was like 10 like i'm so excited i was just beside myself excited by the fact that you know i had my kids were the twins were probably one they were one and which means Sayla was two and a half and um if you know anything about motherhood that's not an easy time and so what i had like what the premise of this whole thing was i can do hard things and i deserve good like clearly i can do the hardest of things if i got through the first year of of twin newbornness with a one-year-old too um a, a lot of that it, alone <laughs> to be honest um a lot of the work like the on the ground work i handled um then i can do a hundred day juice feast not easy but i can do it and I do hard shit all day long and my life is at the time like my life was just insanely difficult from the moment that I woke up to the moment that I went to sleep to the five different times I would have to get up in the middle like sleep deprived wouldn't even begin to cover what I was experiencing um and I was just like you know what what's one more thing added so I can do hard things and I deserve this. Like I deserve the thousands of benefits that I know I will get from doing this. Um, and so I did it and, and it was successful. And yet when I went to break my juice feast, I still had the same patterns around eating food that I did when I went into it, which was a lot of um, just binge eating at times or just unhealthy eating um emotional eating avoidant eating um probably all the different kinds of eatings and just emotionally and mentally my home environment was just my home environment was tumultuous um and a lot of times food was my only escape relief source of joy <laughs> all of the above um and so that reality didn't change after i stopped this very regimented very specific 100 day juice feast and so after that the way that i 
reintroduce my body back into food after this longest juice feast I'd ever done because I'd done other long-term ones but this is the longest um by like a by more than half probably um I know for a fact that I did damage to my system by how I just detrimentally reintroduced solid foods back because like right away the switch was like all or nothing and so being on a juice feast is actually easier for me because it's not like I'm thinking about it there's no hunger pains because there's no physical fiber so just going back into the practice of eating food right away it went back into it was very emotional very just um like it was my choice of drug and has been all of my life like I was actually bred that way no joke um like that goes I can imagine back deep into the ancestry as far as we can know um and I think it's even slight culture if I'm not mistaken but definitely in in this lineage for sure like it's a practice handed down and it's taught and it's practiced daily. Um, oh, you know, you feel like you fell. Here's a lollipop. Here's a cookie. Oh, you feel sad. Like, don't worry about that here. Have lunch. <laughs> like, oh, here's, here's this, here's that. Like just, that was just the way of being. Um, and so now, now um after that and then you know like a few months after having finished that deep deep cleanse of my body i got on hormonal birth control because i was like no way am i gonna have another child ever really eventually i got the surgery but like that was my fix at the time and um it was just a lot of cleansing that I did but then a lot of really just hard stuff that I put on my body right after that really deep cleanse and fast forward that was 2019 2022 is when I got diagnosed so fast forward about three years later I'm looking at a lupus diagnosis and I'm not surprised, um, you know, to me, it really corresponds to the emotional and mental state that I've just lived in for five, six years, um, both in regards to just early and new motherhood, um, like blended families, the relationship I was in, like all of that, my, <laughs> my own practice to self-abandon constantly in a myriad of ways throughout the day. And like everything I did, it was always like, not only was I, I wasn't just last, like I was, I was not even on my list, you know? Um, and that's both emotionally, mentally, physically, like all the, all the different ways that I could abandon myself. I did kind of like um what's it called Murphy's law 
like everything that can go wrong will. It was like any way that I could abandon myself, I did. Um, and so forgiving myself for that betrayal and self-abandonment is has been huge and is still in process. And I've come to the conclusion that forgiving myself isn't going to just be like, I forgive you, self. Um, it's going to be just like in any other relationship that has betrayal, like the person who did the betraying has to prove with time and experiences that they deserve to be trusted again. So rebuilding that trust through proving it through decisions and behaviors and choices. And it's like, okay, that makes sense. And now, you know, post that diagnosis and just in just the big transition of life now um i'm like just figuring out what i want that to look like for me like clearly there needs to be a shift in my nourishment of my body and my thought process with food and completely detaching the thought process that i have with food to the process that I have with emotions and avoiding said emotions and just uh, suffering and anything that is uncomfortable and detaching that and those processes from the engagement with food. Um, I like that. I've never said it in that way, but ultimately that's what it is. And that's what this is meaning for me is there's nothing wrong with food food is not innately evil um it's a nourishment and it's it, it can be a pleasure and we have taste buds to taste things that are good and it's like if i am really and truly able to say that and experience the beingness of, I love myself. Like, I love myself. I know what my body needs today. I checked in. Like, I need to hydrate today. I need a green smoothie. And a salad for lunch or dinner would be really good. Um, okay. Awesome. I can do that. Um, great. You know. Um, the binge eating aspect definitely comes about when there's, when uh, I've decided to suffer over something such as, um, there has been confrontation or, or there's rage coming up out of me, or there's grief coming up out of me. That's moving, trying to move through and I suppress it down and pretend that I don't feel it, that I don't hear it that I don't see it because I don't have a practice of processing emotions it's just always like suppress and cover it up with food um so to me the binge eating is actually a really good indicator light like a red flag or a blinking light that like okay what are you trying to cover up with this experience of like relief or or 
idea of what you think will bring you pleasure if you go eat x y and z um and journaling has been something that i've been doing to just not hold myself accountable for but like help me to know that i'm actually processing it like help me to know that i'm not just thinking about it for 14 seconds in my head and okay cool that was enough i thought about it like no i really need to hold space for myself sit with these ideas you know give myself this space the time and the solitude in which to process said emotions and let them release out of me um, journaling and tearing the paper out and one by one burning it in a candle and kind of processing and crying through the shit that came up um, was a really powerful experience um, one that I will practice again and since then just journaling in general has been really helpful and so all of this does go back to how do I honor myself how do I love myself actually how do I honor what I need and what I long for and what my body needs as far as nourishment? And at this point, healing uh, my body whose health has been compromised at this point um, due to my own choices and practices. Nonetheless, I, if I was the one who made the choices and practiced the things to get my body to this place of compromised immune system and compromised health um i mean that may sound like whatever but to me that feels very empowering to be like if i made this shit happen i have the power to make this shit unhappen basically and that is really empowering to me to be like okay you know, my thoughts and my habits that I practiced at that time are why my body is screaming out, like, help me, help me. And so changing my thoughts and my habits to be ones of loving myself, actually loving myself, um, are going to be the things that bring my body back into alignment back into healing back into health and vitality and i know that 1000 percent um and just restating it even now it feels really empowering to be like i deserve this like i fucking deserve to be healthy i deserve to have a trillion tons of extra hours of energy one because i need it with my children like you just need a lot of energy and even if I didn't have kids you still need energy to live your life and two like I deserve to feel amazing physically emotionally mentally in my life in my body like I deserve to feel great and it's not at the cost of anything or anyone but the cost of changing my old thought patterns for new ones that stem for, I love myself. I deserve amazingness and changing habits for my old ones to new habits that stem from, I love myself. I deserve amazingness. 
I deserve great energy. I deserve great love. I deserve treating myself with kindness and respect and prioritizing whatever care I need in the moment, checking in and taking the time and space to say, I, I, I see you. Like I, I know it's been this kind of day. Um, like what, what do you need? What do you need the most today? Do you need, do you need to go have a really great cry? Like, do you need to try to release some anger? Cause that's not something we typically practice or allow. <laughs> do you need like a hug? Do you need to just, just have permission to just sit and not do shit around the house and enjoy your kids? Um, do you need to go out for dinner because you're tired of washing dishes? Do you need to clean up the house because living in this clutter and mess is making you crazy? Um, do you need to journal and figure out what you're feeling and why? Because you've been kind of running away from the moment of self-reflection and running into a food or busyness or productivity or anything like that. Like, hey, like I'm listening. Like, do you need yoga? Do you need meditation? Do you need a cup of tea? Do you need to go outside for a walk? Do you need to be alone? Do you need to be with your kids? Like what i'm here like i love you like what do you need i got you um that's what it sounds like for me and i'm really proud of that like just for myself i just know how not like that i've been most of my life and just knowing that that is what I've been practicing, what I've been intending to practice, what I've been executing in a practice. It sounds like such a, I don't know what kind of word, but just like, good job. Like, go me. <laughs> good job, Vanessa. Um, because I've also been bred in a upbringing that perpetuated like um self-sacrifice and what's the other word when you make your oh martyrdom i want to write a book one day that in the title i'm still trying to like work through how this phonetically would work but to combine the words mother and martyr martyrdom so motherdom something like that um only because that's something that i've experienced very closely in in my own life in my upbringing and also um obviously have found myself practicing even if i didn't like it um so that's a thought that's a that's a by the way yeah so processing through the question how have i abandoned myself in order to conclude the ideas of 
and the questions of how can I honor myself? How can I love myself? I deserve fill in the fucking blank, like anything that's good for me. Not I deserve a piece of chocolate cake because I want it. Although that doesn't mean it's like out of the question. Like it's not about deprivation, but what do I actually need? Like, what do I need? What do I want? Where's the balance? What's more important right now? Um, and really just, I think the point is like checking in with myself is the foundation of healing the self-abandonment and the betrayal wounds. And guided me towards because it's a question that I'm stopping first of all there's a pause hard stop there's a listening there's a asking a question and then listening again and then choosing to behave in a way that responds to that request to that answer of the question um and that's how I am healing myself to be more self-honoring and loving of myself. Yeah, that feels right. Anyways, if you are still listening, thank you for being here. Um, If you have a journey, personal journey that you're going through, or you know somebody, or you're just human, and you've experienced forms of self-betrayal, self-abandonment, Um, I don't know. I hope that this gave you insight, at least if nothing else to tell you that like, look, you are not alone. You are not even close to alone. And, um, yeah, I don't know if you have any best practices that really work for you. Find me on social media. Probably IG would be the best. Let's get woo woo podcast is the handle. And uh, maybe just drop a comment below this episode. That would be awesome. Um, Just to keep the conversation and the community growing wherever it wants to. I wish you all the best, all the peace, because you fucking deserve it. I love you. Bye. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Let's Get Woo Woo podcast. I just... I really appreciate you being here, listening and sharing in the conversation in whatever time and space you are right now. And I just honor you as a human going through all the human experiences that we go through. And just, I don't know, I just hope you take some time today to honor yourself and do something loving for you. Thank you for being here. Until the next episode, talk to you soon.